Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and rolling, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and along with me this week, a man that was here last week. Sal is here. Sir, how are you this week? I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight, Ginger? Um, I'm okay. A little tired. It's been a little bit of a long week, but pushing yeah. on through as usual. Definitely has been a long week, man. It's been a crazy busy week for me, too. Just everything, like, it was the last day of school today, and I had to bring back Chromebooks and uh, all this. You finally graduated 10th grade, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I would give anything to be back in 10th grade. <laughs> Same here, man. Same here. Uh, instead, I get to vicariously live through my children. Who spent lots of money? <laughs> so what, what? What grades were they in? So my oldest uh, is going into the eleventh grade now. Wow. She just finished tenth, and then my middle daughter is finished fifth grade, and my youngest is finished third grade. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there, kind of. I mean, neither of my kids are in school, but actually tomorrow my son goes for orientation for, uh, what is it, what, it's pre, preschool, right? Before first grade, correct? Uh, well, there's kindergarten, kindergarten, and then preschool is before kindergarten. Okay. So yeah, probably preschool. Okay. So whatever is before first grade, he goes in for orientation tomorrow, so... Come fall time, during the day, I will have one less child driving me absolutely fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things work out. Uh, He was in that school scenario for a few months a while back, and uh, things happened, and we moved and such, so... um, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite interesting to see because I'm not going with him to orientation. My wife took the, took the day off, so she's gonna yeah. bring in him, and uh, I could stay home and play with the the baby girl in the morning. There you go. So, yeah, 
little daddy daughter time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, it's it's been a a long week, <laughs> and normally I have Fridays off to kind of dwindle down from the kids and stuff, but they're not going to the grandparents tomorrow, so. Oh. So it's uh, this is the second time in three weeks that they aren't going there, and mm-hmm. normally it's like every Friday they go there. And every time their schedule gets thrown off, it's fucking pandemonium all day long. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so tomorrow should be quite an interesting day in the ginger household. Dude, bring them to, like, a, a park or something. Like, oh, yeah. let, them, let them get all the energy out. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, thankfully, like, literally half a mile down the road is the town park. And they got swings and play sets and shit down there, so... Um, the wife's going for an oil change around noontime tomorrow, so I'll probably scoop them up and we'll go over there and fucking burn all their en- energy out, and then I'll be ready for bed by 5 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> my, um... Uh, so I have tomorrow off. Oh, lucky you. Yes, and my youngest has asked me if I can play Switch tomorrow, because she... Nine years old, got a Switch for her birthday. Oh. So now I have to play on her Switch when I want to play Switch. <laughs> what games are you going to play? What do you got? Uh, well, she got Mario Kart. Okay, great Mario game. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I think. And then she got Undertale, which I watched her play a little bit of today. Okay. And what else did she got? Uh, man, I forget, Do you have man. Mario Party? you got to have Mario Party. Yes, okay. she has Mario Party. And that one I have not played yet, Oh, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it. So good. See, we we got a Switch uh, about a year ago, I want to think, during the pandemic, because we were bored of shit one day, and um, we got Mario Party. I used to just play the games. Mm-hmm. I never played the board game that it oh, is. Fun. Dude, oh, it's wicked, wicked fucking fun. fun. Even my boy loves it. Like, normally he can't... He, I don't want to say he can't pay attention, but if he gets into something, he gets into it. And when we put that on, he's like fucking zoned. He's like, I'm going to beat you, Dad. Dad, you're, what did he call me? Um, A poor sport. Because (laughs) my wife beat me one day, and I was like, oh, this game's rigged. That's it. (laughs) Dad, you're a poor sport. And I'm like, what? No. I'm actually not allowed to play Mario Kart anymore. (laughs) Because they... They opened Mario Kart first, and they were like, Dad, play. Daddy, play. And I'm like, nah, I don't know. And we have four controllers, so I totally could. So I was like, all right, I'll play. And I really wasn't trying, but, like, how come Daddy's in first? Daddy, you're not allowed to play anymore. I'm like, I know Mario Kart. I've played it all through all types of different, you know, iterations throughout my life. (laughs) I played it on Wii. Like, there's no... You can't beat me at Mario Kart. You're not going to beat me at any type of fighting game or any type of sports game. Like... <laughs> it's not going to happen, kid. you got to give him some kind of handicap or something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it was... It was, um... Like, a main race. Like, it was, um... You know, like, us against... Like, if it was just the four of us, like, mm. battle mode, I would have let them win a couple times. Oh, yeah. But they wanted to do the circuit, so I was like... I mean, <laughs> sorry, the, not sorry. <laughs> I can't let the computer guys win the cup. Come on. 
Oh, shit. Um, when I worked at uh, Radio Shack back in, God, I think I was like 20 years old. Um, yeah. We had the, the owner of the one that I worked at. Uh, I, I can't remember what nationality he was, but he always would say to everybody on the um, morning calls, Dude, I crush everybody at Mario Kart. <laughs> he does he would say it every single phone call meeting every oh God, single day i wanted to meet up with him back like, dude i'm gonna smoke you but i'll you put the company on the line i'll smoke you right <laughs> but That'd i never got the chance because i ended up leaving after i realized how fucked up that place was yeah but that's yeah. funny that's kind of what i'm going through at my job right now <laughs> Oof, man well you had to fucking get a certain amount of shit, uh, uh, protection plans, mm-hmm. as they call them, on specific items every day. And if you didn't hit that goal, that was an X on you for that day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, my last week, I fucking crushed it. I sold like 10 cell phones in the week and all this shit. But yeah, that place is... That place is fucked, and I completely understand why they went out of business. So I I had one time in my life very briefly held a sales job, right? I fucking hate sales, man. Like, the whole premise of the job is to bullshit and con your way into getting the most sales. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what you're selling, that's, that's the fucking premise of it. And I was like, you know, I don't want to do that. Especially, I was um, I was selling Verizon FiOS, oh. and I was going door to door. This oh. lasted, by the way, six weeks. I was like, this this fucking sucks. But I wanted to try it because they said you can make all this type of money. Yeah, yeah, you can if you sell like fucking phone, internet, and cable packages that cost like three hundred dollars a month, <laughs> and you sell them to like thirty people a day. Yeah, like, I don't understand, like, why companies do that. Like, not every, they make you hit a certain amount. It's like, dude, not, you're going to have days where you get some, and there's going to be days where you don't get any. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's, it's fucking wild how places do that. I think Best Buy still does it, but it's not as strict, though. Not only that, like, the people who would do, like, really great, and, like, oh, they had these great, like, they always hit, like, super you know, ahead of their goals, and they always do great. I look at them like, you carny motherfucker. <laughs> like, what kind of bullshit are you telling these people that you're selling this shit to? Uh, yeah, it's the same thing as a salesman, too. And it's like, um, what was it? Uh, on my last road, Nissan Rogue that I got, the guy never told me. It was in an accident, and it took out basically the whole passenger side of the car. God never told me. I didn't find out until I got my new car when I went to trade it in, trade in my oh. other one. They're like, you know this car was in an accident, right? I was like, what? Wow. Like, yeah, man. He's like, the whole right side basically got wiped out on this car. And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, yeah. He's like, the guy didn't tell you? I was like, no. I was like, I wouldn't have bought it if that was the case. So, yeah. I don't deal with that other dealer anymore. Besides, I think he moved to North Carolina anyway. That's probably Dude. why. Some bitch. Right. 
But Ginger, I gotta tell you, man, we got we got a fucking big episode for people tonight. We do, man. We have to cover NXT Takeover in your house and this week's episode of NXT on USA, and it was a doozy. Yes. Now, it, it's funny because there were a couple matches on NXT TV that I thought were better than the Takeover matches. And back in the day, that would never have been the case. Like, no. Takeover was your five best matches that you could put on, and then the NXT after Takeover was all the pre-recorded stuff they did on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, you can't win them all. I mean, no. This no, card, they, this card wasn't their heaviest card. Um, I think I forget who said it in the text feed, but they basically put it as. This is a really good NXT USA episode. This right. is this wasn't except for probably the main event. This wasn't like a card for, you know, a, a in your house event or a takeover event. Yeah, I think it was a couple years ago. I think it was before the pandemic. No, not even before the pandemic. Stand and Deliver had a sick fucking card. Granted, it was two nights, and it was WrestleMania weekend, but, mm. um, you know. That fucking card was insane. So when they want to, but you're like, yeah, you know, not every card's going to be a home run. I get that. You, you mean stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. <laughs> there you go, Troy. Uh-huh. So, I mean, if we don't have anything for news. No. Nope. I mean, me and you kind of discussed it. Nothing really has popped up much. Um, Slow news. There's one thing that I did want to mention. I meant to mention this last week. Mm-hmm. Um, either, either I missed it on WWE Rundown and NXT Rundown. Alistair Black's interviews uh, that he's been coming out with, and so a lot of the times we would discuss in on WWE Rundown, like, oh, I wish they would like signal who he was going to be attacking or feuding with. Come yeah. to find out, he revealed the colors in the room were the colors of the gear of the people he was going to be working with. Really? Yep. And he showed, he gave an example, and his last one was Big E. And Big yep. E's gear was the color in the background. Oh, my God. It was So it was there. It just, they didn't, they, they hit it. They didn't really put it right in your face. And I kind of like that. I like the, yeah. the subtlety, though. Fuck yeah, man. Like, like we said, we were always complaining, oh, we want to see who's going after, who's going to... It was right there. We just we were looking too deep, and it was right, it was technically like right in our face. Mm-hmm. So, but, see, you know, you never know with WWE if they're going to do something like that or if they really have no fucking idea. Yes. Like Alexa, Alexa really had no fucking idea what they were going to do. <laughs> so they were just like, uh, Shayna, Naya. <laughs> Sure, yeah. whatever works. The less we talk about that, the better. To be honest. <laughs> We're talking about NXT, a good product here. This is true. Speaking of good product, too, please tell me how Takeover in Your House began. From what I saw, because I oh. watched the replay, I did not watch it live. Okay, uh, so you might have missed this, but. Um, and I watched the replay too. I watched it on on Peacock TV, right? Uh-huh. You you know, as soon as you press play, you get this old classic. Oh yes. Um, yeah. So you got the same thing. The graphic that mimics the 
World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the yeah. leader in split. <laughs> that was amazing because they did one here for mm-hmm. NXT. And it said, for almost 10 years, the leader in sports entertainment. And I believe the last time they did In Your House, they didn't do that. They if, did not. Okay. Nope. Okay. So that, that was a nice little add-on that mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably, they after the last In Your House, they were probably like, oh, fuck, we missed that. But, that was such a cool little add-on. I love that. Oh, hell yes. Um, then we get Todd Pettengill. It's funny, I like Todd now in his old age. I never liked him when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was just so over the top, but that's how Vince wanted people back in the day, so he was just doing his job in reality. I know, but he also replaced Mean Gene. Like, the way I saw it, he was the new Mean Gene Oakland, and I did. Mean Gene left. I know, and I, I, but as a kid, I was like, who the fuck is this fucking loser with the earring in his ear? <laughs> in the really square head. Yes. Uh, but uh, that being said, I love the parody of um, the old school graphics running down tonight's card. Yep. Great yeah, shit. no, it was, they did a really good job with the throwback shit on this. I mean, they did, they did it great, great before, but I feel they nailed it right on the head this time, definitely. Definitely. Uh, and then we got a performance by, what the fuck was her name? Um, she basically sang the In Your House theme, and it was just, In Your House, In Your House tonight. And she just continuously fucking did this over and over and over and over and over. And it was like, I kind of want to turn this off because it's annoying as hell. <laughs> Yeah, I was not a fan of the performance. No. Didn't care much for it. It was fucking, you know, it was whatever. So, first match of the night, the six-man tag team affair. Winner take all. all. Bronson Reed and MSK defending their titles against Legato del Fantasma. Wow, I, I was kind of surprised they opened up with this one in a way. I, I was, um, but when I looked up and down this card, this this had to be the opener. Yeah, you had to have a, a good uh, brand spanking new kind of match and have it hit on all cylinders to get the and, and kick off. This match with these six people. Um, you knew it was going to get the crowd on their feet and get oh. everybody excited. Man, some of these fucking spots in this match were just... And I, I, the one thing I did enjoy, the fact that MSK did three-man tag moves... Yes, they did. ...with Reed, and I thought... And their gears matched, mm-hmm. which was another mm-hmm. plus. Dude, uh, speaking of gear, Legato came out, and I've seen... Um, Mendoza and Wild with their their masks, their entrance masks, mm-hmm. right? But um, Escobar had one tonight. Yeah, and it was like almost like torn. Like, oh, it was so fucking cool. It was a fucking cool mask. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Like, I was like, they are such an on point group, and they they they. Their chemistry works off of one another's, and it's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna say the uh, give you the spoiler. Alert. I'm going right to the end. Um, 
MSK and Bronson Reed retain um, all their belts. All the belts. So I I really wanted Legato to win this. I did too. Because this <laughs> a win here would have solidified them as an absolute beast faction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the fact that I believe. Uh, Legado del Fantasma has lost more six-man tag matches than they have won. Yep. That's not a good look for a group. Uh, but uh, what, what what are some of the spots that you enjoyed in this one, Sal? All right. So, I mean, the match itself, a lot of, like you said, nice double teams. Um, MSK and, and Legato, obviously, they have chemistry. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's great. It's great to watch. Um, I feel like Mendoza's gotten better than when he first showed up on NXT a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, and the, you know, it was full of excitement, full of hardening spots. At one point, Bronson jumped through the ropes with a suicide dive, and I was like, oh, no, please don't. And he cleared, <laughs> like, he cleared everybody. Like, everybody mm-hmm. just fucking scattered when he hit. One thing I didn't really understand, I understand it's part of the story, and that's why they did it. Escobar got wicked pissed outside, and he like screams, and he fired up. He was like, "Ah!" And he turned around, and Bronson Reed splashed him through the plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Like, why have him fire up only to get killed? You know what I mean? And then once he was out of the match, they took Wild out with I think it was like a Doomsday device off the apron. And then once when it was just Mendoza, I was like, "Really?" <laughs> You're gonna make that the the better of well, not the best, but I'd probably say the second better of the two people or three. But not people only maybe. that, like we're gonna do this trope where like the baby faces one by one have eliminated everybody. That's kind of dominant, like yeah, man. I, I, I feel this would have been the spot to if you have Legato get a sneaky pin over MSK, then you protect Bronson, because he never got pinned to lose his title. Yes. And I think, I, I agree with that. I think it would have been a better story for MSK to do the job than Bronson, considering Bronson just won the title, what, a month ago? Yeah. About four four weeks ago, so in MSK, they haven't tasted defeat. Right, right. That's the thing. Even by cheating, it should have been yes. Legato. Yeah, not like a legitimate like pin, but a fucking roll up with feet on the ropes or something. Oh, you know what? I just thought of it because I was thinking like, well, it'd be kind of weird if Escobar won the title and he didn't like do anything to deserve to win it, like the North American title. Mm-hmm. But this is what you do: you have Escobar, like you said before, with the loaded mask, have him hit um, like uh, Wesley, like in the back of the head or something. Yeah. And then he gets the pin, so he gets the glory, and then they get the title. Like, and that's another thing. Why do this style match if the champions are just kind of retained? Exactly. Winner take all usually signifies we're gonna see we're gonna a see change. some fuckery. Yeah. Yeah, because so. when it's winner take all, the stakes are the highest, mm-hmm. and instead they just retain. But that being said. We did have our prediction poll for TakeOver in Your House. And a lot of people joined uh, our predictions this week. You could tell that it was a busy baseball week for Jason because he didn't even fucking make predictions. 
Which oh, I understand. Now. So you're running around with your head cut off. Oh yes, yeah, he's a busy man. But this this uh, takeover, we had Bruno Tomas, and I, and the next name I'm going to read exactly how it's put here: El Mijor Dico del Mundo y El Mas Loco. Oh my god! Also, Fetus Rhodes. Next entrant was Adam. Last uh, first name Adam, last name fuck the main roster. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Glashen, Jackson Stewart, God's a Juggalo, Troy, last name subscribed to my only dicks. Myself, Ginger Nut, John Venrick, Blind Fury, and Lindsay Hardy. So thank you everybody to participating. Mm-hmm. Now for this match, let me just take a look here. So for this match, we had a number of people pick Bronson and his friends to retain. Um, the only people who picked Escobar or Legato was uh, Professor Glashen, uh, Gods of Juggalo, Troy, myself, you, and Lindsay Hardy. So actually, it was kind of split because I didn't even notice like how many at the end. So yeah, I was gonna say it was kind of fifty-fifty there. Yeah, it was seven. Okay, it was seven for Bronson, six for Santos. Oh, okay, all right. So it's yeah, just, almost a split decision there. Almost a split decision. There was one match on the card where every single one of us picked the right winner, and I'm not gonna reveal that match just yet. <laughs> All right, let's hop on to the next one on the card. Xia Lee. Oh, wait, before that, is that when we had the segment with Todd Penningale? Yes. Yes, we did. So, Todd Penningale's like, these two, Xia Lee and Mercedes oh. Martinez, have been going at it since the May Young Classic. Let's go to the tape. And he has a little TV with the VCR, um, the TV-VCR combo, and he's trying to put the the tape in it. It's in... I almost said Stephanie Wine. Mackenzie comes up to him, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, hey, Stephanie Wine. And she's like, actually, my name's Mackenzie Mitchell. And he's like, good, because me and Stephanie Wine had no chemistry. <laughs> and she's like, no, Todd, we do everything digital now. It's all just done. We just throw it to the truck. And he's like, oh, you want me to bring this to the truck? Do they got RCA cables over there? <laughs> <laughs> The 90s jokes were running wild on this show, and I loved it. It's so good. Because, like, so that, good. those are, like, the prime years of recent years. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was so funny. He was like, what? Digital? What's that? <laughs> and Mackenzie uh, sends, sends it to the truck. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, they show the that um, yep. Zia Lee had defeated Mercedes. Or, I'm sorry. Mercedes defeated Zia Lee back in the Mayon Classic. Four fucking years ago at this point. Hey, if you can build a story off it, why the hell not? Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, this match surprised me. Okay. I actually didn't mind this match. I thought Zia Lee showed a lot of improvement here. <laughs> Uh, it could have been Mercedes kind of guiding her through, but I feel Zaya held her own in this. Um, and obviously, this is one of Mercedes' better matches in recent memory as well because she had a match. She had a few matches in the past where she just she didn't 
seem, uh, I don't want to say not into it, but just not with it, so to speak. Yeah, she wasn't uh, fired botches, then also. Yeah, a couple botches and stuff, but uh, from what I recall, I didn't see any in this match, and I thought I thought these two actually, you know, they, they clicked pretty well with each other. I didn't think this was going to be a better match than when Mercedes fought Raquel, but it was. Oh, yeah. And which is weird because you would have thought like if you saw them both on paper, you would have thought Mercedes and Raquel would have had better chemistry. But this was actually not bad. And I did expect to hate this match. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, I hated the ending. But, well, you know, actually, I hated the post match. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there in a minute. No, uh, this match was fun. I thought Zaya definitely looked better than she has. Um, what do you think of the? July 4th dreadlocks, I guess you could call them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All of a sudden, Zaya comes out and she's got blue, white, and red like braids, but also kind of like dreads. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... And there were a lot of them. There was like eight of them sticking out of her head. I mean, it, it, it matched her gear, so I understand sure. it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't... But did it match her character, though? That no. was my only thing. No, God, it's, no. She should, like, if anything, black and red, and that should have been it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, she's been playing this assassin, yes. you know, supreme fighting machine who doesn't know what pain is anymore, right? That was the vignettes. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out there with, like, Caden Cotter hair, and I'm like, <sighs> that doesn't make any sense. She needs to not do the weapon performance for her before her matches. <sighs> It Little just peek completely the takes me out of it. Little peek behind the curtain. Um, my oldest daughter and my middle daughter both did karate before, right? Okay. And every year um, in the summer festival, the the karate school would have like a display, and the sensei, right, would or he would do a display with weapons. And he was like incredible. Like he used, he looked like fucking Bruce Lee, right? <laughs> like he's so fucking fast and fluid and just like, dude. When this girl does it, I'm like, you're not even like an amateur good at that. <laughs> <sighs> like it just looks so weak and like bush league. Like, <laughs> like don't do it if you don't know. Don't stop playing with swords. Come on. <laughs> yeah, just just drop it. Seriously. Yeah. So, Zaya hits something like a Trouble in Paradise. For the you know that that's that's the finish. She got a, a kick out of nowhere, a spinny kick thing out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a, which was, we, we can say it's a Trouble in Paradise because that's it was pretty, yeah, it was fine. I I didn't mind it, especially because it came out of nowhere and and um, it caught Mercedes and fine. That gives Zaya the win. Then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, after the match Lee attempted to hit uh, Mercedes with a steel chair but Mercedes fought her off Mercedes attacked Lee and Boa with the steel chair with some not so great looking chair shots um, and the million year old dragon lady got off her throne Mercedes saw this and Goes at her, and the dragon grabs her by the throat. Mercedes fights back a little bit, but she gets caught by the throat again, and 
The dragon tosses her off the stage into the boards through first. Okay. All right. Let me start here. This chick, hold on. This chick had to have been on WMAC Masters, right? Of course. Of course. Um, okay. Let's start with this. Xylee wins the match. Mm-hmm. And immediately grabs a steel chair to attack Mercedes after the bell. But you just won the match. Yeah, she still hates her. Fine. Okay, fine. And and, and she obviously has orders to kill her, because she is, after all, an assassin. So... (laughs) She gets a steel chair, and then Mercedes gets the upper hand, and I'm like, you had a weapon. Then you had a boa, right? (laughs) Yeah, you had a boa constrictor, man. You had a boa who stands up to Mercedes. She whacks him with the chair because he's nothing apparently. He's like weaker than um, Robert Fuckface. Robert oh, E. Fuckface. Jesus. Well, Robert Stone can get run over by a tank and survive. Yeah, boa gets hit by a chair and he like crumbles to the ground. <laughs> so okay, so let me get this straight. So Zaya wins the match, but Zaya looks completely stupid and Boa looks like a bitch. So then. Mei Ying stings, stands up, and everybody goes, oh, shit. And I'm expecting her to, like, shoot lightning out of her hand or something like that. I don't know. She she grabs Mercedes finish. She, yeah. <laughs> she grabs Mercedes by the throat. Mercedes hits her with a chair. Mei Ying shakes it off. She just, like, pumps up and, like, it's gone. Effect gone, right? And then she doesn't even grab by the throat. She has her by, like, the jaw. And, like, pushes her, and fucking Mercedes, and I don't blame her for this, throws herself off the stage and into the plexiglass, and then crumbles on the ground. And I'm like, okay, it's bad enough we do this fucking shit with Alexa. But now, in NXT, this Mei Ying person has super strength, apparently. Well, you know, dragons have a lot of power, you know. Uh, I do, especially thousand-year-old ones. Million-year-old. <sighs> Did it seem kind of like hokey fucking bullshit? Like, uh, of all things she could do to, like, lift Mercedes up by the jaw and toss her, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, you have the strength of of 100 dragons. Of course you can do that. <laughs> oh, God. If that's how her matches are going to go, where, like, people just overbump for her, I'm not going to be impressed. That's exactly how it's going to be. <sighs> so, get ready. Overbumping never looks good. Like, like that's how fucking... Shawn Michaels made sure to kill that match against Hulk Hogan. I don't know. I really enjoyed that match, but continue. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of this this um, supernatural character. It just, I wanted to be, and I kind of was, like, originally, but if that's what she's about, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. What's the matter? No, just reading a text that uh, Troy just sent to us. Uh, Roman versus Ray in Hell in a Cell will now take place on SmackDown tomorrow night. Mm. <laughs> Weird. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't even want to address that because this isn't the WWE run now. No. Nope. Uh, Sorry. Let's go to the predictions. 
Okay. Let's yeah. Who took it? So now for this match, everyone picks Zaylee except Gods of Juggalo, and you. <laughs> I thought Mercedes was gonna take it. You picked Mercedes. Well, goddamn. <laughs> who who the I, I mean besides the other fucking nine people that picked it who in this world expected Zia Lee to pin Mercedes Martinez I did <laughs> unreal shenanigans I don't know Mercedes is a great wrestler she's been doing this a long time I don't think they're going to push her yeah. at all I don't think she's going to get like a winning streak when she gets wins, it's going to be on NXT TV. It's not going to be on TakeOver. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, maybe possibly an unpopular opinion, Zia Lee, nice ass. It's not unpopular. You should see her Instagram. It Or her, or even just check out Wrestle with the Plot on Reddit. I'm going to have to check that out. Dude, uh, I'll send you some stuff tomorrow. It is... Grade A stuff? Grade A. Grade A and... Me, personally, um, I've always been partial to, like, a tanned girl, right? Mm. And she's that. So yeah. it's it's grade A beef. It's amazing. <laughs> grade A beef. That's what I like. All uh, right. What do we have after that? So after that, we got a match that I was looking forward to, and I think a lot of other people were as well. L.A. Knight taking on Cameron Grimes in a ladder match to win the Million Dollar Championship. Mm-hmm. Great video package. Oh, fantastic. Stop this match. Um, they go through, you know, it's a Million Dollar Man doing a voiceover. He goes through everything with these two. Um, and you can see, it's so weird, in the video package, you can see the slow turn of uh, Cameron Grimes to, to a baby face. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it, But it's so fascinating to see the progression in a two-minute video package. Yeah, more on that a little bit later. Right. Um, and I, I really I really enjoyed that. But this match, and I know you probably never really saw him in TNA when he was Trevor Lee. Mm. This match to me was very Trevor Lee. Uh, which is not a bad thing. It was Cameron, Cameron Grimes fucking went fucking ape, you know, ape shit in this match. Yeah, you know, normally in a ladder match you're going to see a lot of spots with the yeah. ladder. I didn't mind that they didn't use the ladder a lot. No, they they did joust at one point. Yeah, but I, I mean, you only got what like four spots with the ladder. Yep. And that was it, which I didn't mind because this match wasn't originally built up to be a ladder match. Exactly. It wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't a rock Jeff Hardy versus, versus Edge at SummerSlam yeah. 98 and shit like that. Yeah, it, it was. It, it, ju- it just got announced last week. So mm-hmm. uh, the neckbreaker spot was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was personally my favorite spot of the match. It made me jump out of my chair because... The way you kind of didn't see it coming until it hit, and you're like, oh, shit. Because you thought he was going to hit him in the crotch with the ladder. But when he slid up, 
and then kicked him. They battled a little bit, and he hit that fucking neck break with the ladder upwards. Really nice work by both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Um, no, I just, these guys beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Holy shit, the fucking stiffness and the bumps that they were taking. It was great. It was fucking great. I think the crowd was into it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was definitely a fun fucking match. Um, there were times, and this goes back to, again, when I used to see him in the X Division, that I thought Cameron Grimes was going to kill himself. Especially that go-home spot. Yes, oh. when he climbed up top yeah. and then... Kind of was like a cross body from what fucking fifteen twenty feet in the air. Yeah, no, that that one was pretty safe. I'm talking about the ladder bump to the go home spot. Oh, where he didn't land straight on with the ladder and hit more on the edge of it. Yes, no, I'm sorry. So the spot I was talking about was the setup to that because then that's when they went in the ring mm-hmm. and Grimes almost had it, but instead he gets put through a ladder on the outside of the ring oh, by God. falling off the top of this one. I was like, uh, he's dead. <laughs> I, I've taken two ladder bumps in my life. I could, I've, I haven't taken one of those. I couldn't picture what kind of fucking pain he was in the next morning. Mm-hmm. Like, your back has to be torn the fuck up. I don't know how pro wrestlers take bumps on a ladder. I don't want to know, but I do know that there is no way that you can have a 15, 20 minute ladder match where you're taking bumps on the ladder and not feel like you got hit by a truck the next morning. Oh no, I, you're you're feeling like shit the next morning. There's like the next day you got to be so but that that's the fucked up thing. A lot of times on WWE pay-per-views, especially back in the day, these these lunatics, for lack of a better term, would do a match on Raw yes. and I'm like you're you're nuts. Like, Edge and Christian and Matt and Jeff used to do that all the fucking time. Like, oh, we just killed each other at SummerSlam? Let's do it again tonight on Raw. Uh, that <laughs> always blew my mind. Like, to what? Like, I understand that that's the business, but how do you physically get up in the morning and say, all right, I got to do some bum, I got to go out there and work tonight? Mm hmm. I don't even know how you move. <laughs> Um, oh, we did miss one thing, just to step away from this real quick. Oh, Before sure. this match, we got a quick backstage promo from Champa and Timothy Thatcher, oh, who, yes. are, who are not on TakeOver, um, where they basically just scream and yell and threaten grizzled young vets with bodily harm. And But that match is on Tuesday, not on TakeOver, so... Uh, you don't have to make TakeOver five matches. You could have put the tag team match on TakeOver. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think the two and a half hours is okay. That's fair. Um, what do we got for one, uh, one... predictions? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, LA Knight defeated yes. Cameron Grimes, unfortunately. After that bump, when, when Grimes went all the way to the outside, uh, Knight... And what did you think about that? They put the belt in a briefcase, but it was a clear briefcase. Uh, I didn't mind it. I didn't hate it. But I was just like, huh, they're not just going to hang the belt? You figure, of all the belts in the company, the one with all the diamonds is the one that you probably should hang. Like, 
Well, the thing is, I don't know if you noticed, there's no buckles on the belt. Ah, That's why. Because if somebody has, like, if Grimes climbed up and touched it, it would have probably just fallen and been like, oh, shit. Like that one time in TNA when that happened. Uh, Why? uh, Oh, I remember that. Why? um, (laughs) How did Million Dollar Man used to wear it? Because he used to have it around his waist. Back then he had a buckle on it. This one did not have a buckle. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, No, but this was a fun match. It was definitely hard-hitting. And, yeah, L.A. Knight won and celebrated like like a fucking million bucks. Yep. I I do think the right person won, but I wouldn't have minded if Grimes won it. Sure, sure. Uh, Let's see here. Let's go to the predictions. And... This one was kind of split, too. We had uh, El Mijor, Fetus Rhodes, and myself, you, John Venrick, Blind Fury, all pick L.A. Knight. Yeah, one for two. Uh, Everybody else picked Cameron Grimes, which would have been, like you said, a fine choice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Obviously, it was the storytelling that was what they were going for here. Yeah. You know. It's fine. We'll get to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But no, this was definitely a fun match. Yeah, fun. Uh, I was kind of surprised, but um, uh, apparently uh, on WWE.com, Cam Grimes apologized to DiBiase after the match. At yes, House. very briefly, McKenzie tried to catch up with him, and he was like, I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. But I mean, it was. I get it. And then he, like, cut the interview short. He was like, I can't. I just can't right now. I just can't. I'm beating the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> um, then we go to Todd Penningale, who's pitching merchandise like it's 1996. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, he's interrupted by Hit Row. Hit Row then debut their new shirts, which is basically just the Hit, Ro- Hit Row logo. Mm-hmm. And then they give Todd a vinyl of their new single, and they're like, I'm sure you have some place to play this on. And he's like, I do. <laughs> and he starts laughing and they're like, don't laugh at that. <laughs> uh, Todd, when Todd got the phone call and they're telling him all these ideas, he's like, what the fuck, man? Why are always going to look like an idiot? <laughs> I, I kind of think he's like, eh, fuck it. It'll be fun to fuck around for one night. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, sure, yeah. Um... Yeah, so then, and this will be a thread in NXT, it has been a thread in NXT, uh, we cut very quickly to a backstage fight between Pete Dunne and Karrion Cross. Everybody get in the middle, Regal screaming his head off as usual, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, chaos, chaos has engulfed uh, NXT tonight. Regal's tired of the bullshit. Yeah, Regal just looks tired. Yeah. He just looks like I'm fucking tired of dealing with this shit. Uh, More on that in a little bit. Yes. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> next up, we get Raquel Gonzalez defending her championship with Dakota Kai. And she's taking on Ember Moon. I was, again, I was surprised by this match. I enjoyed this match. 
it reminded me of when Ember used to be in NXT. Which Way back. When she was against Shayna and Asuka, and they were having like these great matches. Yeah. Yep. That's what this felt like. This match was probably uh, Raquel's best match. Yes. Well, I don't um, know. Her match with Rhea was pretty Her match good. with Rhea was fine, but I like the style of this one. Okay. All right. It was, it was, it was quicker paced, and, and Ember... Ember did something in this match that I was a little bit... Um, not surprised, but... Tell me if you agree with me on this. Um, Ember made Raquel's offense look severely painful. Yes. Like, she did a great job of selling Raquel's moveset and making her feel like a fucking powerhouse. Like yeah. a dominant force. I, I, I don't think Ember gets enough credit, because, you know, selling is kind of a lost art, and I thought Ember, she bumped perfectly, and she sold great for Raquel. Yeah, well, yeah, man. I mean, that's... <laughs> you're out there, we, we constantly talk about this on this network, you're out there to make your opponent look great. And Ember did that. Yeah, 100%. She and, did. And I feel Raquel did the same thing for Ember as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, but definitely, specifically, Ember did it big time for Raquel. Uh, I really, really, really popped for the Vader bomb and turned into a senton off the second rope. Fantastic. Yeah. That was nice. That was, was nice. Like, what is she? Oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, the suplex attempt turned into a version of the eclipse. As that was nice. Way yeah, that was nice. Uh, I, I'm glad they didn't do the same thing where they did it out of the single arm power bomb. Like they mm-hmm. had just done on TV, TV the week before. Last week yep. Before, um, no, it, Ember. I, I've never really been a fan of hers, but this match definitely, uh, more likely, my number one for her. They yeah, <clears throat> they put in a lot of effort into telling story in this match too, like Dakota um, pushing the ropes to Gonzalez when Gonzalez was locked in the backward Texas Cloverleaf thing. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was right in front of the ref, she still did it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't She didn't touch any of the pot. She, did, she opponent, did not. So. so she can get, like, reprimanded and she can risk being thrown away, you know, thrown out of ringside, but technically she didn't do anything, like, that deserved to get thrown out, so. That, you know what? Mm-hmm. What pay-per-view was William Shatner on? Oh, God, I don't know. He was on Raw a bunch of times. No, no, no. There was a pay-per-view <laughs> match where he was in somebody's corner. Oh, I think he was in Lawler's corner or something. Or somebody against Lawler. Okay. Like was it Brett? I, th- I think yeah, it probably. Brett. Probably. Okay, this must have been a throwback to that spot. Because if that happened at, in your house, mm-hmm. Shatner helped Brett get to the ropes. Oh, there you go. They okay. So this will. I have a feeling if we went back and watched this and not have to take notes or you know look for specific. If you look, there's probably so many callbacks to things that happened at in your house pay per views. Oh yeah. Oh definitely, dude. Definitely. So kudos to them because that just popped. That literally just popped in my head. Hmm. Um. 
So <laughs> when Moon um, went for the real eclipse, yes. right? I kind of bit. And even though I didn't think Raquel was losing the belt, I didn't see Dakota at first. And she hit it, and she pinned her pretty close to the center of the ring. And I was like, the fuck? Is she going to kick out of the Eclipse? Because <laughs> they protected that move pretty good. And then you see Dakota just sprint. She sprints to that side, takes Raquel's foot, and like drapes it on the rope, and then like ducks away. Mm-hmm. And was like, what? No, I didn't, didn't do nothing. And as she gives that what, I didn't do anything look... A returning Shotzi Blackheart comes out and attacks Dakota Kai. Now, Shotzi comes from behind Dakota and grabs her by the hair. Mm -hmm. And when they showed the replay from the opposite cam and you could see Dakota's face, did she shoot not know it was coming? Because she looked like she freaked out before she realized it was Shotzi. It's the art of selling, brother. Well, Dakota Kai is one of the best sellers in the business. That goes without saying. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy where Kai did get away from her, but Shotzi yep. caught up to her and just shoved her into Shotzi the boards. Shotzi just shoved her into the boards. Oh, my God. Face first. I was like, oh. So they ended up battling to the back, mm-hmm. and Moon goes for... Another eclipse. But Raquel goes to the outside, and Moon hits a tornado DDT on... Uh, the the platform leading from the rampway to the ring. All right, I watched this move three times because I I couldn't tell, and that's how good it was done, or, or at least even credit to the camera angle, um, if she spiked her accidentally or not, because it looked like she drilled her right on the top of her head. It's a possibility, but. Whether it was a cell, whether it was a spike, it looked insane. Oh, good. And the sound of the sound of it was great too. The sound was great, especially on that fucking ramp. Uh, so that got her a two count. But Raquel, uh, so Ember went for the eclipse again after this. Yep. And this time Raquel catches her, hits Snake Eyes on Ember, and then so she's behind Ember. gets under her armpits, tosses her up, catches her in the single arm powerbomb, delivers it in one, two, three. It's basically like a a pop-up powerbomb, basically. Pop-up powerbomb, but like she reversed her in mid I thought it was a fantastic way to get into it. That was great. Uh, So your winner and retaining her championship, Raquel Gonzalez. Um, I feel sad to talk about the predictions on this one. (laughs) (laughs) So... Kudos to these two having a really good match and Raquel's best match as champion thus far. Yes, and kudos to Ember to reminding everyone that she is actually a pretty good wrestler. Yes. Um, Okay, so the match on the prediction poll was titled, If You Think Ember Is Winning, You're Dumb. And to that point, every single one of us picked Raquel to retain. Yay! I mean, I think it was just kind of obvious. There was no real build. It wasn't like Ember was like a singles competitor flying up the ranks. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's it's just build up to uh, go back to Raquel and Kai feuding sure. with Ember and Shotzi. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. But hey, 
for for a throwaway match that was just supposed to be a way for Raquel to pad her stats against a former champ, it turned into anything but that. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we go backstage again, and <laughs> Todd Todd is playing Karate Fighters. Which where the fuck did they dig that up from? Dude, I have <laughs> no idea. But when I saw him, I was like, oh my fucking god. Yes. But those must be new ones, because didn't they used to be like almost like Rock'em Sock'em Robots in a ring? Yes, okay. yes, yes. So they, maybe they're just the newest version of them or whatever. Oh, I don't care. Um, Amazing. <laughs> he's playing against Dexter Loomis, and you can tell Todd's watched the show because he's like, hey, how are the women treating you these days? And Dexter rips his karate fighter off of his stand. He goes, okay, okay, you win, you win. All right, fair and square. Dexter squeezes it to crush the toy and walks away. Yes, he does. Mean, angry Dexter Loomis. Remember when Jason was convinced he was your next NXT North American champion? I was, too. Thank God they didn't. (laughs) They had to have been heading that way, but just with the old Meltzer line, plans changed. The thing is, I, I wonder if, if they were just like, well, to him a Bronson, but Bronson's getting better reactions, and he's got that tsunami, which Wade loves to yell, so well, let's go with him. Tsunami! <laughs> tsunami! Um, Johnny Gargano is then shown making his entrance with a beautiful Shawn Michaels-inspired jacket, or gear, whatever you want to call it. Do you know what gear that gear is it looked like the one he wore when he fought mankind at mind games it was the gear that he did the uh he swung off the roof of the house at in your house oh another callback to in your house i think he took on sid in that yes contest yes okay so i i've I knew it was from an In Your House. I couldn't remember which one, because that's actually when it was like really the height of its popularity was 96 when Sean was champ. Yeah. Um, and they had one every month. <laughs> um, unbeknownst to me, until I saw this on Twitter, apparently the whole way dressed up like the click, where Austin Theory dressed up like Diesel. Oh, my God. And then I believe Candace dressed up like Razor Ramon, and then Shotzi dressed up like the one, two, three kid. You mean Indy? Indy, yes. I, I don't know why I said Shotzi. So um, when when was this shown? I don't remember seeing it, them all. So that's the thing. Troy mentioned it in the host thread the night of Takeover, but I didn't watch Takeover that night. So when I went back and I watched the whole thing, I was like. Where was this shot of the group? And apparently, I don't know if it was just on Twitter or maybe if it was just on the pre-show. Yeah. I'm sure Jason and Troy will tell us tomorrow morning. But, <laughs> um, yeah, apparently they were all dressed up like click members. That's amazing. That's so um, good. I'm going to find it, and, and you talk about what was going on behind Johnny Gagana's entrance. Um, I don't know what the hell was going on. It was, it was more chaos. It was Ember oh, right. and Shotzi um, screaming and trying to fight at Raquel and Dakota and Regal once again 
in the middle of everything. Yeah, so Regal's even more pissed off, and he's he's ready to be done, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, sheer chaos has broken out in NXT, and he can't control it. So yeah. Uh, and then Kyle O'Reilly makes his way out. Oh, and did you notice how easily Johnny had uh, closed that door that he came out of? Hence leading to the spot later because he didn't want to break it by coming out of it. Um, so Kyle O'Reilly is wearing an Axe in Smash hoodie. Is that throwback to Demolition or is that something that he's involved with for MMA or training? It might be MMA or training um, because it definitely had that um, you know, like that that kickboxer feel yes. to it. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking that is. But yeah, I was like, oh, another throwback. So I'm expecting everybody to have a little piece of throwback for this match. But then Pete Dunn comes out in all white and it's all ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and then Adam Cole comes out and the Carrying Cross does his entrance. Um. This that was match, me. Check that. Check that picture out, real quick. Um, this match, I will say. Oh my god, that's awesome! Right, Austin Theory, by the way, looking jacked as fuck. Um, and they dressed up the dog. I didn't even realize this. They dressed up Johnny Gargano's dog like. Um, oh my god. Fucking Hunter, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Like the original Blue Blood Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Oh my god, that's amazing. Mm hmm. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, go to at Johnny Gargano and check out the picture. It's awesome. Yes, and I'm also going to quote tweet this and send it to you because then you can click on it and enlarge it, and it's just fucking amazing. That's fucking great. <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, at Johnny Gargano on Twitter. Go check that out. Do yourself a favor. Go pop a boner. Um, <laughs> so, the match gets underway, and they all start, one, one, one at a time goes for cross, uh, and they just keep all fucking them up. And this match, for the first, like, ten minutes, didn't do it for me. It was um it was a fucking slow start. I said it last week. These are not ever really good matches. <laughs> like and this one seemed like there was a lot of just waiting around and yep. uh, I don't know. <laughs> when I realized this, take out Cross, this match would have been a fucking match of the year competitor, I guarantee it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Uh, so I'm watching this match and I'm thinking one of these things is not like the other like yes you have the big strong CM Punk looking cross like if Punk ever did a few round, uh, a few cycles this is what he would turn out to be <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah the best match the best work in this match was Gargano or anything Gargano or Cole did Dude, you know it was weird though. I don't know, man. <laughs> Don really impressed me in this match too. 
Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Fucking Pete Dunne was more over in getting louder reactions than uh, Kyle was. Than anybody thought, else? Th- yes, than anybody else, but I thought Kyle was supposed to be the next big baby face. Oh, Pete Dunne's still heel. I know! <laughs> he was getting chants and cheers and fucking... I mean, he earned every one of them, but... Oh, yeah. It was just crazy to me, because I didn't think they would they would cheer for Dunne that much. Yeah, you know, especially where, you know, Dunn is... It, I don't know, that interview a couple of weeks ago with him acting as a baby face, something's going to come of that, I know it. I know Yeah, it. probably. Um, and now this reaction, too, like, they might... I mean, they might as well turn him back face. Yeah, I, I mean, because you got... Uh, what the fuck is his name? Who's the guy that had his legs, his legs snapped by Oni? Uh. Um. Oh my God! It wasn't his leg. It was his elbow, right? No, wasn't it, it was um, his leg. Was it um uh, Bobby Fish? No, 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 no. The 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 Irish dude. Oh. Oh, the his... guy who was built like a fucking brick house. Yes. Oh my God! What the fuck was his name? He had that one thing, and then, yeah, he tore his ACL. What the fuck is his fucking name? Dude, this is going to piss me off so fucking bad until I look it up. I'll find it. You talk about the match. Okay, so the match, like I said, the first ten minutes, it was just like everybody trying to take out Cross, and it was just, it didn't do it for me. Once Cross eventually did get taken out, that's when Kyle, Pete, Johnny, and Adam went to work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they didn't they fucking powerbomb. Um, oh, that was way yeah, they, later it, in the match, though. Okay. Oh, well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They took out. Um, they did they take out Cross near the near the set when they all fought up there near um, the door. Oh yes, 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 yes. So yes. Kyle and Pete and are beating the shit out of Cross. Cross walks towards the entranceway. And they proceed to shove him and bust down the door of the set. Hence mm-hmm. why I said earlier, Johnny very carefully closed that door on the house. Uh, did you, the, they had the the, um, the ring doorbell again on the door. Nice little yes. touch. Uh, so once that happened, we were good to go. Mm-hmm. And let... Uh, uh, I'm gonna say this right now. This match exposed Cross. Oh, his name is Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. Oh my God, Troy. I'm sorry. I know you had a huge boner for him. I will. Holy shit! Imagine Ridge Holland versus Pete Dunne. <sighs> well, that would be that's, fucking that's fun, the huh? Thing though, Ridge Holland was supposed to join McAfee's group. So. Do you have Ridge Holland come back and join Oni, Pete, and an injured um, Danny Birch? Or do you have him go for Cross? I. Because he's. Mm. My guess. That was just over. That was about a year ago, right? Let me see what the. It was actually at NXT TakeOver. Uh, no, 31, that was, 31. That happened in TakeOver 31? 
October 4, 2020. So still not a year, but we're getting close to it. About nine months. That was at a takeover? Well, no. That Ridge showed up at that takeover at the end. The next episode of NXT TV is when he snapped his fucking leg. Oh, God. I can't get that sound out of my head now. Well, now that you mentioned it. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean. uh, so, anyways, back to the match here. Um, you got... I am so tired of seeing Adam Cole throw super kicks. Super kicks. I am so fucking over it, dude. Well, Johnny too. They both really. Yeah, but kinda... Cole hit like twenty in this match. Gargano at least throws different variants where they're on their knees or. But my God, man, it's so frustrating. He didn't even throw his pump kick in this match. He mm-hmm. just threw super kicks the entire fucking time. Uh. Did it? I don't want to say Cole was mailing it in, but it did feel like Cole was kind of mailing it in. <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it didn't seem like his normal. Uh, again, well, five I, fucking. I was going to say five people. Five. You can't really do a sh- uh, a big shine for your spots, or you get your spot in, and that's it. Yeah, and then you go right to the next one. Yeah. Well, it's like a Bucks match. <laughs> oh, um, by the way, I don't know if you're going to see Ridge Holland for a while. Probably not. Still. His his listed injury was so, reportedly suffering from a broken ankle, a broken leg, a dislocated kneecap, and a patellar tendon rupture. Which, assuming one of the tendons around his knee also fucking ripped in half. Oh my god, yeah. He's so like, that sounds he's... like at minimum a year, but more like 18 months. Yeah, you're looking at the 18 to 24. Oh, fucking young guy though. I mean, he had, he had a rugby career, but he's not like. Oh my god. Uh, he's thirty three years old. He could still. You oh know. yeah, he could still go when he comes back. If if he chooses to. Yeah, because some that people take nasty. injuries and they're like, all right, I'm done. And he had a rugby career. This was his like second career, so maybe he's like, oh, I don't want to fucking wrestle. This is stupid. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to fucking snap my leg in half again, please. Right. 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 Um. So we get Adam. So uh, Cross is standing on the apron, and I think Johnny hit him with a insigiri, and he's kind of just standing there holding the rope. And Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly look at each other. Mm-hmm. And as soon as this started, I was like, "Up oh, here it comes." Yeah, this was the spot. Yep. And O'Reilly and Cole proceed to attempt. To powerbomb Cross through the announcer's table, but instead the table absolutely does not give way, and you just hear a splat. Yeah, Cross looked like he was crucified. He was just like... Oh, that <laughs> sucked. Yep. <laughs> he's like, Wade, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, so that took Cross out again for a few minutes. Uh, Pete Dunn gets a little bit of a shine. Um, yep. So then eventually Pete... A cross comes to. Pete's in the ring. Pete does his shoulder shrug and invites Cross to get back into the ring. They battle mm-hmm. it out for a little bit. Suplex is thrown. Uh, but Pete Dunn no-sells. Cross charges. And Pete Dunn hits a very nice... Rebound German suplex. 
Um, uh, some more battling happens between the five. Eventually, Kyle O'Reilly gets Adam Cole and the knee bar. Cross crawls in, throws O'Reilly in the straitjacket, and Kyle O'Reilly passes out. And what a fucking sell job in the facial expressions from O'Reilly on that, too. O'Reilly did amazing selling that because lo- you saw the life leaving his face it was great yeah and the ref checks his arm and your winner and still nxt champion carrion cross now jason specifically mentioned that he absolutely hated the finish um i didn't hate it in a match full of chaos and high spots uh it was fine it it was a means to an end, you know? And I, I did have this thought last week that they are going to put cross over their four best people. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. One, one comment that will be brought up in a few minutes. Um, you know, me and Jason said this before, uh, cross is a main, main or raw or SmackDown worker. Yep. He's not NXT material. Um, these guys saved his ass in the match. Uh, I mean, he wasn't in it for a total of like, I think it was like 10 minutes total where he was just laid out from something that happened. Uh, Which was all, done by design because he couldn't hang with these dudes. And that's the thing, like, you listen, I get it, you're building him as a big monster, and Vince might want him up on Raw or SmackDown as soon as possible, and that's why they're giving him a title run and a big push. The sooner the better, in my opinion. Here's what I'm thinking. The night after SummerSlam. Cross will hold... You think Cross drops the title that quick? Well, I mean, that quick, at this point, it will... Or at that point, it will be four or five months. You know what I mean? True. So, I think Cross puts somebody over in, the, in that takeover in August. I forget which one it is, but I know they announced it. Um, and I think that, and then right after that, like, Cross isn't going to be around NXT that long after he drops that title. He's going to drop it. They might do a rematch. They might not. And then he's going to he's gonna end up on, on Raw SmackDown. Probably Raw, to be honest. Um, he'll f- slide right into that fucking, uh, wow, did I forget his name already? Holy shit. The fucking choo-choo guy. Oh, uh, Braun Strowman. <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> um, and I don't know who that person is, because if you're looking for who the number one baby face in NXT is, I mean, I, I, I want it to be Kyle. Yeah. I don't think it's Kyle. <laughs> I mean, who 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 do you who would you say is the biggest baby face though? Um, I mean, by that reaction, it would be Pete Dunne. Like, <laughs> uh, it's tough, man. I think I think when Champa came back, they had something with him to yeah. be a baby face main eventer, but they decided to go in a different direction. You know, other than that, it's definitely not Bronson Reed. So. <laughs> <laughs> just think because he's like the second tier champ but like no no not him I mean I, I think Cameron Grimes will be there shortly 
Main event though, uh, beat guys like Gargano and Cole. Uh, I could. I mean, he's had matches with. He beat Finn Balor. He. I gotta tell you, the crowd loves him more than they love Kyle. It's just a fact. It's all. But then again, you don't. You don't really know that because, I mean, they're not. Travel. They're, yeah, they're not traveling. So that's true. You could. You, you're obviously gonna get different reactions in different states and towns, but. I mean, from the crowd that they have there, I don't know what the hell happened with Kyle. I just, I think he was he was doing all right right after his match with Cole, um, and then he just kind of cooled off because feud wise, character wise, what has he done? He wears weird jackets. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hasn't cut, like, a, a promo that's going to get everybody behind him. And they're going right back to him and Cole now. I, I I know it's Jason's dream to have Kyle Riley as your, you know, Keith Lee type of moment NXT champion, where it's like, yes, he did it. But first of all, we don't have Mauro Nalo anymore, so we won't get that moment. Because <laughs> Vic Joseph doesn't know how to fucking do that. Um, but I don't think Kyle... Gets that moment. I'm sorry to say it. I know he's talented. Oh no, but as Kyle's a getting that moment. He's as de- a he's defeating Adam Cole for that championship. <sighs> Why are they doing him versus Cole in a regular match? Now they're going backwards again. I uh, do know that'll get changed. All right, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. let's go to the predictions. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see here, Bruno Tomas. Fetus Rhodes, Adam, Jackson, Troy, myself, you, John Venrick, and Lindsey Hardy. All picked, as Troy put it, Scarlet with Scarlet with Karrion Cross. Goddamn right. Um Al Mejor Dicko picked Adam Cole. Uh, Professor Glashen picked Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, let's see here. Gods of Juggalo picked Adam Cole, baby. And so did Blind Fury. Nobody picking Pete Dunne or Johnny Gargano. Aw, that's kind of sad. <laughs> hey, people are in it to win it. That's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> Except true. for me on the first match. So, the results of our prediction contest. Again, thank you everybody mm-hmm. uh, for, for joining in. Uh, finishing in fifth was Gods of Juggalo. He got one right out of five. Hey, sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. Uh, Professor Glashin got two out of five. Troy, Ginger, and Lindsey Hardy got three out of five. And then coming in second, Bruno, Almejo, Dico, Adam, Jackson, myself, and Blind Fury got four out of five. But finishing in first place, Fetus Rhodes and our very own John Venrick. Five out of five. Well done, gentlemen. Good job, guys. I'm I'm, I'm just the the dick in the middle, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got four, but I had said that uh, I think I had said that. Yeah, I said Escobar was going to win. Yeah, because I, I wanted it to happen. And, and that, that's what I said. That's why I said what I I should have chose what I knew was going to happen compared to what I wanted to happen. But like you said, in a match of winner-take-all, usually they don't have that step. So They should have waited for that fucking style match to have Legato be 
the victor. Yes. Uh, what'd you think overall of TakeOver in your house? Uh, you know, we, we kept discussing that this card wasn't um, their Great. top quality, but mm-hmm. I thought it was better than expected. Uh, I know that my, some, some of our co-hosts might freak out when I say this, but uh, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. Because... Like, I, I read the results first before I watched it, which is always a mistake. Yes. But I can't help myself, like, on, on, on nights that takeovers are live. If I'm not watching, I constantly, like, look for updates because I want to see who... <laughs> I can't help it, you know. Some yeah. fucking old-school wrestling fan in me. But uh, when I finally got a chance to t- sit down and watch it, I was like, you know what? That was pretty good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, like... I had low expectations, so, I mean, if, if it didn't meet those or exceeded, I was going to be very disappointed. I would have ripped right. on this whole fucking show. And that's the thing. It, I had low expectations as well, and I thought it exceeded them. And then the 90s nostalgia stuff was fun. Yeah. yeah I thought they did a really good job here. Sure. Well. Now... The next takeover after this, did they? Uh, no, they didn't. The Great American Bash, July oh, yes. 6th. The Great American Bash is going to be on TV, though. It's going to be on USA. Yeah, so uh, it's just a special event, I guess. It's not really a takeover. My guess, the next takeover will be SummerSlam weekend. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I, I think, um, personally, and who knows from now till then, but that's when I think you'll see Cross lose the title. Maybe. Possibility. Depends like on you who, said, I don't think we want to see with. him get like a year long run or anything like that. Like he's not the 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 champ that NXT is used to having. He's not a Finn Balor. He's not even a Johnny Gargano or, or an Adam Cole. <laughs> no. Baby. Alrighty, well, that, ladies and gentlemen, will bring us to this week's episode of NXT. We get the in-your-house recap. I think we've recapped it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Regal comes to the ring looking distraught and very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Says, please allow me to get some things off my chest. He talks about his history with NXT in the past seven years and starts gushing tears. And I'm like, oh, shit. I almost fucking cried during this. <laughs> I almost cried. I was like, damn, dude. Like, I think he might be done. He speaks about how he had every, how he and everyone has built NXT. With the chaos going on, he's given, he's given us everything we've wanted. He doesn't think he's capable of giving us what we deserve anymore. Before he announces his leave, Karrion Cross and Scarlet make their way to the ring. Now... It- Regal's speech to this point, right before Cross comes out, um, it felt like he's shooting from the hip. Yeah, and I, like, my guess, he probably was. Yeah, I mean, we've heard in the past year or so that he did have health problems, mm-hmm. and he is right when he says he's poured his heart and soul into this for seven years. Yeah. Um, and at the, the very and yeah, guys. at the very least, he's probably burnt out. Like he's not young, you know. And he's dedicating, like, 20 hours a day to this product, and I wouldn't doubt that he is, between scouting and and, and 
everything else, like on-air talent, like, fuck. Could, I mean, if he needs to even take a step back, well, it's I think, completely understandable. I think that's what we're... Yeah. We're getting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but he makes this heartfelt speech, and then I actually didn't mind this, because this is wrestling. We need to get heels heat. Yes. And Karrion Cross comes out, and I'm like, that's actually perfect. I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, Cross goes on to say, her and I always knew this was, this was coming, but not so quickly. We wanted to come out and feel it for ourselves. He calls Regal pathetic. I told you you were losing control. I could see it in your eyes. You knew it was true. I just punched a hole in the Mount Rushmore of NXT this past Sunday. Loved that line. That was great. That was fucking great. Uh, say you're leaving and walk your ass up that aisle. Say Ooh. I was right. TikTok. <laughs> and right after he says TikTok. Samoa Joe's music hits. Big fucking pop. Big pop. First time in a long time I've seen fans legit like go out of their minds. Like, oh shit, fucking Samoa Joe's here. So, I wish I could watch this live and not have to talk about shitty ass Raw on Tuesdays. Because that would... I had I scrolled through Facebook for a few minutes. I was like, "Motherfucker!" Um, yeah, I I got okay. Uh, peek behind the curtain. I got spoiled as well. Um, but I didn't know when, and I didn't know the context, and I actually was very impressed with how they did this. Oh yeah, because first of all, I thought it was going to be the end of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I didn't see anything, so I thought just, like, Regal was just going to come out there and announce, like, here's my replacement, Samoa Joe! Like, yeah. This was done really nice. Yeah. Um, he, he just walks his ass to the ring and goes face-to-face with Cross. Uh, he goes on to say, Mr. Regal, I believe you wanted to speak with me. Regal says, not in these circumstances, though. <laughs> but since you're here. But since you're here... Uh, he then offers Joe the GM job. Joe says his answer is absolutely not. I love how he put the pause in there, too. Uh, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) What the fuck is going on here? I know you're weary and it's worn on you. For seven years, you've scoured the globe and collected the very best, including myself. You have large shoes to fill, but I have an offer for you. I will make sure you get the respect from everybody. Regal says there are stipulations. You can't be a competitor, and you cannot lay your hands on anyone unless provoked. Okay. I'm pause you right there. So when when Samojo said absolutely not, everybody was like, what's going on? Then, when he presented the alternative to Regal, basically, I will be your enforcer, for lack of a better term. (laughs) Regal was like, hmm, okay, okay. You can't be an active wrestler, though. And you can't lay your hands on anybody. And Cross smiles, like this big fucking evil Mm. smile across his face. And then Regal looks at Cross and goes, unless you're provoked. Mm. And then Cross goes, hmm. 
Because, <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> Cross, I'll give Cross credit, too. He sold yes. when Joe's music hit, and he sold Joe great. He was like, oh, Just shit. This dude's badass. Yeah, right? Um, Joe accepts the offer, so Mr. Regal gets a little weight off of his shoulders, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe then asks Cross, what are you still doing in this ring? Oh. He goes, I only have one question left. What are you still doing in this ring? TikTok, young ch- champion. Oh. oh, my God. Joe is so great. Uh, and cr- this is a great role for him. He's still going to get paid as an on-screen character, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to fucking bump. Yep. Uh, Cross will reluctantly leaves with Scarlet. Joe and Regal shake hands as Joe Joe's music hits. Man, what a hell of a segment right here. 11-15 train? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a great segment. Um, I loved everything about it. I loved the reaction Joe got. I'm so happy Joe's back. Um, because I love seeing Joe on my TV. Yeah. Whether it was fucking raw commentator or, or just, you know, this is even better. So, um, and I like I said, I thought Cross sold it great. Scarlet looked fucking amazing. When doesn't she look amazing? <laughs> she had that, but see, she had that slit in her dress, though. Usually she wears pants. Yeah. And, and tonight it was no pants Wednesday or Tuesday. No pants Remember? Tuesday. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good segment. Great opening segment. Yeah, fantastic. It got me hooked right into the show, and I was like, okay, we're getting shit going. Speaking of hooked, they fucking hooked me really bad in, in a little bit, but we'll, when we get there, I'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, we go to Grizzled Young Veterans, and they're cutting a promo at Champa and Thatcher. Oh, yeah, that was my reaction to their promo. <laughs> Yawn. Who cares? Um, Marcel they said Bart- the same thing they always do. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner are taking on Brisango. Bartel clearly hitting the jar, the gym harder and getting cut as fuck. Last yeah, time man. we saw him, he had a little, little, little flab on the tummy, but he's a little doughy. But man, he fucking rocked up real quick. Mm-hmm. So good on him for doing that, and they must be getting a push. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Irish whip into a drop kick by Dango after a tag. Eichner goes to work on Dango's arm, but he replies with some chops. Breeze tries a sling sh- slingshot plancha, but Imperium step aside on the outside, but Dango hits a front flip plancha for the follow-up, taking both men out. Yeah, did Breeze... I mean, was that the gimmick the story they were trying to tell is that Breeze landed awkwardly and like fucked himself up I have no idea maybe he legitimately smashed his face off the floor cause it was weird cause he didn't like move after that no, like, like for a while uh, for like 10 minutes okay a little weird there uh yeah because Dango then takes heat for like 5 minutes <laughs> yep and he just got his ass kicked for like 5 minutes straight. and it wasn't like um Imperium sold it like, oh shit, here he comes, run, get out of the way. No, they just looked up and then all of a sudden fucking Breeze hit the fucking concrete. It's like they weren't expecting it or like someone's timing was off or something. I don't know, man. Uh, But Breeze is apparently okay because he gets the hot tag, hits 
absolutely nothing, gets nailed with a stiff clothesline by Eichner. I've never seen that in my life. I loved it. And, and Beth actually says, Beth says the line, Tyler, uh, Tyler Breeze is a house of fire. <laughs> Except for he threw one shot and Eichner ducked and then just leveled him with a fucking murder line. And I was like, that's not fire, Beth. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Uh, Eichner goes to pick him up, but Breeze gets a small package, and Breezango get the win. Oh, what the fuck? I'm okay, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I guess, but, like, if you're just going to murder him right there, then just fucking have Eichner pin him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Imperium immediately beat down Breezango after the bell. That's the thing. In this, you know, everybody special era of WWE, like, Breezango get the win... But Eichner and, and um, Martel just or Bartel, sorry, mm-hmm. they just f- attack him as the bell rings. They just beat the fuck out of him. Like, well, yeah, man, it was a it was a fluky fucking win. Yeah, then why have them win? Because it's fucking Brizongo. You're not gonna do anything with them. I don't know, maybe it's something in the contract saying they have to have a certain amount of wins three years or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they gotta really catch up because. Fucking Dango can't stay healthy. No shit. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> Imperium hit the Eurobomb and lay an Imperium flag over a beaten down Tyler Breeze. I like the touch of the flag. I was nice. And I like the fact that they did the uh, Wiley Coyote camera shooting down. Yes, and then yes. just standing over him with the flag on him. I thought it was a really good, uh, really good visual. At one point in the beginning, um, Wade Barrett mentioned something like, uh, "When the when the ring general gives you orders from across the pond, you follow them." And I'm like, "Who? Oh, Walter. He's talking about Walter." Yes. <laughs> well, because he's not part of NXT. He's just, like, the most we've seen him, we saw him fight Champa, and since then he's been on a, uh, I think it was a fucking Skype call in the back with, with Imperium that day, and that was it. So. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just, I understand why they have Imperium in NXT, like the, the Mar- Bartel and Eigner, because they're fucking fantastic as a tag team. Sure. And, Trips is like, dude, you guys are coming over here. I don't, I, I don't want UK having you guys. But like, Walter's not doing anything over there either. <laughs> uh, maybe he's working on an injury or something. I don't know. I don't care. It's Walter. Because that match between Walter and Chapa was stiff. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So, um, we. Go to the back where Regal is standing between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly trying to tear at each other's faces. Wait a uh, minute. This is where I bit like a hook because I'm a mark because my instant reaction was, what the fuck? I thought we just addressed this. That this shit wasn't going to happen anymore. <laughs> uh, Mr. Regal tells both of them that they have they will have matches tonight. But next week. It was, yeah, Regal, I think, was a little overzealous here. Um, And each person will pick their own opponents Mm -hmm. next week. Uh, Cole and O'Reilly continue to go at it. Again, 
Adam Cole shoves Samoa Joe, and Joe <laughs> just <laughs> puts the greatest smirk on his fucking face. Takes off the jacket. Takes off his jacket and puts on the Coquita clutch on Adam Cole, choking him out. So this is where they hooked me, because again, I was like, so you just did all that shit with Regal, and he's still doing the same shit trying to separate fights. And then Joe comes in, and Cole pushes him, and Joe just takes off Nonchalantly, just... And then he snatches fucking Cole by the fucking hair, and just grabs him and just fucking puts him to sleep. And and he did it with such ferocity that I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so... At, uh, let me finish this quick. So after um, Joe releases, he says, when he wakes up, Mr. Regal expects to see him. <laughs> so... Apparently, Adam Cole um, is still sleeping because he never went and saw Mr. Regal. <laughs> well, I think he said, I think his exact words were, uh, Mr. Regal expects an answer because he would oh. say that you have to pick you have to pick your opponent. Okay. Now, he also might still be sleeping because we still didn't see who Adam Cole picked. Nope. But, um, yeah, Joe just put him out, and I like how Kyle just kind of, like, stayed off to the background and was like, Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like that they did this right away? Or yes. Do you think? Because, okay, go ahead. I, I like that it was done right away because now we've established what the relationship is. Regal is still the boss. Joe is the enforcer. And good luck <laughs> causing chaos with Samoa Joe around because he will put you to fucking sleep. So, listen, did, did I like it? Uh, yes, but I, like, I, I'm kind of torn here because I wish they would have waited just a little bit longer, not 20 minutes after this happened. You know what I mean? Right, I get it. I, I think it was because NXT's been so chaotic, they were like, Look how quickly Joe's putting fires out. It's true. You know I mean? and, yeah. And that's why I'm kind of torn. It's like, well, okay. So, I'm talking more of him choking Cole out. True. I feel I like that, that maybe should have waited a little bit. Yes, because you didn't have to go that far. You could have had Joe pick up Cole and toss him halfway across the gym. You know what uh, I mean? Yes, but at the same time, like you just said, it shows Joe ain't fucking around. He'll choke your ass out if you fucking with if you fuck around with Regal. Yep, that's right. So, and that's why I'm kind of like, well, I could, I, I know why they did it, but it would have yeah. been nice to wait and see who provoked him first. Of course, sure. it had to have been Adam Cole. <laughs> Well, yes, that was the thing. Is they the line of unless you're provoked? Um, yeah, I think they kind of jumped the gun on that a little bit yeah. because, like you said, twenty minutes in and and fucking Cole shoves them and it's like. <laughs> yeah, but but like I said, I understand why they did it though. Yes, exactly. So, so it was kind of like eh, I'm fifty fifty on this, but I hear you. Um, we then get. A charging battery display. Mm-hmm. We get to 1%, and it's gone. Okay, your phone died. Gotcha. 
<laughs> uh, Santos Escobar cuts a promo uh, without Raul or Joaquin in the same presence. Uh, says, what happened on Sunday was a tragedy. I was put through a wall, and no one does that to Escobar. Well, it, it, it fucking did. Uh, and he says, I'm coming for you one-on-one. A little creepy, Escobar. Escobar said all the right things. Yes. But if he doesn't back it up, then it becomes a Bray Wyatt situation where he just talks to hear himself talk, and it means shit. And that's why I'm pissed that they didn't they did what they did at the pay-per-view. Or, yeah, yeah. The pay-per-view. I'm worried that Bronson will squish Escobar anytime he wants. And that's going to make Escobar look weak. I like it. But we'll see. You know, right now, I'm not a fan because, like I said, it just seems like he's the guy who says you know, he talks big. And Never as far as Bronson goes... Specifically with Bronson, even with fucking um, uh, the Irish Ace over there, he didn't back that up either. So, so we're not doing too great with Escobar uh, backing up his claims of being that good. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Escobar, oh wait, he Escobar beat the Irish. Won that match. He beat the Irish. Not then wasn't him. Who was it? Kushida? Yeah, it was Kushida. Was yes. His next feud. Yeah. That's who I meant. Yeah, it was the fucking that neck. The it was that following episode of NXT where he lost to Kushida for the Cruiserweight Championship. And then he lost the rematch. And then he lost the rematch, yeah. Then the and then he lost to Bronson Reed. And then he lost to Bronson Reed. And I... I uh... mm, it's not how this guy, character should be handled. Nope. This guy needs to be special because he is. And that's coming from a guy that fucking hated him when I first saw him. There you go. We then go to Kushida's open challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of Kushida. Uh, Trey Baxter is the one accepting the challenge this week, and he's okay in my book because he's a ginger. <laughs> First of all, I, full disclosure, I had no idea who Trey Baxter was on the indies. And then I looked him up, and apparently his name is Blake Christian. Um, it, he doesn't really have much of an indie career. It went back to, like, 2017. But uh, I was I was slightly sad because he got the same treatment that Casanova got two weeks ago, and I was like, ah. I'm sorry, Casanova's was better. <laughs> yes, it was, but it was the same idea. Yeah. Well, you got to introduce these guys. I guess. And, and, um, unless they're jobbers. There is something very scary, by the way, that happened right at the beginning of this. I don't know if it was Vic or if it was Regal, but one of them was like, it, it was after Kushida was talking. Maybe it's Kushida who said it. One of them said, it doesn't matter if you're... An, oh, it was Wade. It was Wade Barrett. It doesn't matter if you're an active wrestler, if you're a former NXT competitor, if you're retired. Oh, yes. And when he said that, like a lightning bolt went off and like everything stopped. I was like, did he really just say that? It's an open challenge. And I'm like, oh my God, we really are going to get Daniel Bryan and Kushida. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my fucking god, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think I, we'll see. We'll see. That just happened. Um, they ground grapple a bit. Baxter shows some quickness and hits a Hurricanrana, then a springboard clothesline. A little bit of a fuck up where Kushida was trying to go backwards over the top. 
uh, after kicking Baxter, and he fails not once, but twice. Yeah. So he just throws Baxter in a headlock and scoots out the bottom rope. But Baxter hits a calf kick and then a running backflip plancha over the top. Um, pretty impressive. Didn't even touch that rope either. And that's not an easy move to be fucking pulling off like that. Ask Dijakovic. As both men are down, Kyle O'Reilly then appears on the rampway. Oh, interesting. Mm. Baxter in control after the break. Uh, kick catch and a step over heel kick by Baxter. Nice little RVD throwback there. Uh, hip toss cartwheel drop kick combo followed up by the Insigiri by Kushida. Handspring back elbow attempt, but it's dodged and Baxter hits his own handspring kick. Uh, nice little like, oh, you want to do it? I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, big punch. Or according to my notes, big pinch. Bunch, back, <laughs> big <but> pinch. <laughs> big pinch, but Baxter replies with a Spanish fly, then a springboard 450 splash for a very close two. Mm-hmm. A hoverboard lock DDT off the second rope, then a big kick, and the hoverboard lock gets Kushida the win. Before the things that happen after, thoughts on the match? It was fine. It was fun. Um, at one point, I thought this kid... Uh, was that dude from Maine State Posse, the redheaded one? <laughs> uh, uh, Danger Kid. Yes, and I was like, no, wait, no, that, that's not him. <laughs> I, 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 I was making the same comparison. I, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, not him. But um, no, it was fun, and obviously uh, Kushida winning with the hoverboard lock makes perfect sense. Um, I got to be honest, I was distracted the minute Kyle showed up, though, because I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why well, are you? And then I was like, oh, he's scouting. But that's all I thought it was. I thought he was just scouting to see who he would pick. I didn't think they were going to determine that right now. I thought he was going to show up throughout the night and just like watch everybody's match. Well, well. Uh, so O'Reilly nods in approval to Baxter as Baxter leaves. O'Reilly gets in the ring and says, I want the best and you do as well. So I'm here to issue you a challenge for next week. Yep. Kushida obliges. So next week, Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly, and I am full erect for this, baby. Now, very interesting. Regal gives them the choice to pick their opponents. Yep. Um, and Kyle, knowing that iron sharpens iron, picks Kushida. I was like, that's fucking badass. Yeah. Like, I want the best. I want to prove that. Now, watch Cole pick a fucking jabroni, which would be, you know, his character. He's going to pick but, Trey, Brax- Trey Baxter. Maybe. But, um, no, this was this was fun, especially because Kyle made sure to say right at the beginning, I'm not here for that, pointing at the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. title. He's like, I'm not here to accept your challenge. I have a challenge for you, which was smart because Kyle's, you know, even star power-wise, not just weight. Kyle's far beyond a cruiserweight division at this point. Oh, yeah. So when he uh, first establishes that I'm not here for the cruiserweight title, it's like, good, we got that out of the way. But now let's have a fun match between these two next oh, week. Oh, my so, God. Looking forward to it, man. Oh. Oh. We go to the back where Frankie Monet and that fucking dog are here for dinner time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get an encore next week of her debut. Yay! 
You uh, can't encore a debut. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what she said. Yep. Uh, she then walks up to Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea and says, you ladies should have won your match at TakeOver. Uh, apparently that was on a pre-show. I have no fucking clue who they worked. Uh, but Robert Stone had to get involved. Stone then walks out of a room, and the demeanor completely changes, and she acts all friendly and says, goodbye. Well, she says, hey, we were just talking about you. I was just telling these girls that they would have won their match if they listened to you. And Fuckface is like, yeah, I tell them that all the time. Ha, ha, ha. So Frankie Monet, Jessica Maya, and Aaliyah. That's where I this mean, is going. Uh, see, I, I'm looking at it a completely different way. I'm looking at that Frankie Monet is just a shit stirrer. And, 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 and it's not just Aaliyah and Jesse. Man, she's going to fucking stir the pot with the entire women's division. Like Which it. makes sense. I like it. I do as well. Um, also, uh, let's see here. I, I had it. I think it was Casey and Caden is is who they faced at um the pre-show. Nice. Hold on, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, results, results. Well, Come I mean, on. that's the only tag team besides the. No, no, it was Saray and Zoe Stark. Saray and Zoe Stark defeat the Robert Stone brand in seven minutes and forty seconds. They gave him seven minutes? Yeah, man. Well, it's pre-show. they got to have something to do on the pre-show. <laughs> oh, God, I hate pre-shows. Because I don't watch them. I, I was going to say, I don't watch them. <laughs> uh, Mercedes Martinez is watching herself get tossed into the boards, as me and you discussed earlier. Um, she talks a bunch of shit and to the three and says, Anytime, anywhere, to the million-year-old dragon. Speaking of million... L.A. Night Coronation next time, time. Next time you will not be able to get out of that chair. Oh, yes. Because I'll just, like, bulldoze you or something. And I'm like, oh, no, she kind of kicked your ass. I, I didn't just really saying. like this fucking promo. I was just But like, then she also, she also came at Boa, and she was like, if you want some, little man, I got you. And I'm like, oh, no, please, no, please, dude, God, no. I thought they were going with a fucking intergender match. And I was like, no, please don't. Especially those two. I don't want to see Boa fight fucking Mercedes Martinez. Neither first of all, anybody else? First of all, I don't want to see Boa fight. I can just end that sentence right there. So, <laughs> so obviously that feud's not done. Uh, yay! Um, <laughs> LA Knight Coronation time. Ted DiBiase makes his way out to the ring, and we get a video pumping up LA Knight in his victory from Sunday. Uh, he pulls up in a brand new gleaming white Corvette. And he Beautiful. Walks Walk straight to the ring. Uh, Teddy, let me talk. And he stops. He said, let me actually talk to you. He completely goes out of character. Like, on purpose. He, like, starts shooting with them. Eh, they, well, probably, they, they told him to do this. It, it was uh, a, a, no, a work I, shoot, is what it was. Yes, exactly. I'm not saying he totally went off mm-hmm. cuff. I'm saying, like... He dropped the gimmick to do... Yes, it was a work shoot. <laughs> uh, I said, it's off. It's not often we get to meet our heroes, and in this business, it's even more rare to be in the ring with them. 
to be 100% honest, to be standing here in this ring with you, with that belt, it's truly amazing. When I was a kid, when... When I was a kid, friends and I used to wrestle in the backyard, and one of us was always Ted DiBiase. He, ex- excuse me, he expresses his gratitude to Ted. Uh, this is the greatest moment in my wrestling career, and asks him to crown him the Million Dollar Champion. Ted does so. Pyra goes off, and Ted laughs. Uh, to have this on my shoulder is beyond description. I've learned so much from you in the past few weeks, and now I have everything I want. It's time to drop what I don't need. And he clocks Ted DiBiase, and DiBiase's down. The way he said that last line made me think he was going to throw the belt out of the ring. No, I knew where it was going. Um. Just because he said, "I uh, now I can drop everything I don't need," and I'm like, and, he, and the belt is right in front of the camera, and I'm like, "Is he gonna drop it on the ground?" And then he just cracked DiBiase in the face, and I'm like, "Oh, what a heel! What a heel! That's exactly what old school Ted DiBiase would have done." Yep. Uh, he talks some shit and puts the boots to Ted, and out comes Cameron Grimes <laughs> to save the day. He hits some fire, uh, then clotheslining Knight over the top, intending to Tad. I like this segment. I like that. Okay. I thought you were going to say but. <laughs> but? Uh, no, um, but? No buts on this. I, I really enjoyed it because I like the work shoot scenario. Yep. Um, uh, I like the fact that Ted DiBiase took a punch to the face. Mm-hmm. Um... This is true heel work from Knight, and it worked beautifully for him. And then, as me and you discussed earlier, the full-on babyface Cameron Grimes makes his way out to save the day. Yeah, this worked worked on two different levels for me. Number one, this worked because I knew, I could tell Knight was laying it on thick, like too thick, and I'm like, oh, he's going to turn on him. You know what I mean? But I thought he was going to turn on him verbally. I thought he was going to be like, well, I don't need a piece of trash like you. Like, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, but great heel heat, in my opinion, because we don't see it enough. Heels should be booed. Heels should be hated. Yep. Heels should do things the crowd despises, and that's exactly what this was. Then, here comes the biggest baby face in NXT. <laughs> And and the crowd and I understand it's the CWC, but they reacted like, yeah, kick his ass, like that's how it's supposed to go. To how the nice moon. is it when it goes the way it's supposed to go? <laughs> to the moon, to the moon. And, and you know what? Give them credit. All of this has felt very natural. Yeah, it didn't feel forced, right? The, the, usually, I, it feels forced, especially this type of angle. No, and and that's the thing. Like night, I feel played the perfect fucking villain in this one mm-hmm. to help Grimes get to that point where I hate that guy and now I like this guy even though he was trying to be an asshole yep it's great it, it's it's really good fucking storytelling honestly we don't get enough of that in any wrestling company no, to and, be honest and honestly I'm gonna say this right now if it wasn't for NXT I probably wouldn't watch wrestling yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's definitely not like it was when we were growing up. Nope. Um, but you know what? <laughs> See, it's funny because we're talking about old school stuff. 
This reminded me of, um, like, like we said, your classic, like heel heat, mm-hmm. and then the baby face come out to make the save to the huge pop. This reminded me of something that like Sting would have done back in the early '90s, or um, even even like Rock back in like 2000. Um, and it just it felt right, man. Like. Yeah. Now I want to see Cameron Grimes kick his ass. Yep. <laughs> I want to see Cameron Grimes beat the shit out of him, but I don't know if it'll happen. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I, I don't mind if it doesn't happen at first. Oh, I don't no. mind if LA Knight gets the, the gets the upper hand the first couple times. Build that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we then go to dinner time. She's out back with Dak and Rack. Uh, <laughs> Raquel says they have unfinished business with Candace and Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, my girl wants gold, and one just isn't enough for me. And they are taking on Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. A charging battery hits 11% now, so the phone is not dead. No, in fact, it's charging. That's charging. Uh, Dak and Rack walking out back and start arguing with Poon Shots. Regal and Joe hold them back. What's going to happen with the females? Joe can't put his hand on a female. No, he can't. But because the females have been wilding out lately as well. Joe can make matches. True. <laughs> All right, you want to fight out here in the back? You're gonna have a parking lot brawl tonight. Like <laughs> true, true. Um. So we go to commercial. We come back and Dak and Rack. Versus Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Before we get to Dak and Rash sure. versus K and K, um, tell me what you think this battery is. Because I, I have an idea. I have no idea. I, I, it's got to be somebody. So who went home recently because he needed to charge the batteries? Because he was just so done. Roddy. Roddy Strong. So I'm wondering, man. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Okay. Now maybe I'm way off. Maybe it's somebody new. I don't know. It felt it felt like Roddy Strong. Okay. I feel like he hasn't been gone long enough, though. Well, we don't know how how much longer we're going to get these battery vignettes. <laughs> we could get well, them for I the mean, next we six went, weeks. We went from one percent to by the end of the night, I think it was twenty one percent. So four weeks, a month. Yeah, that's plenty of time. <laughs> it's a long ass time to build up batteries, but there's a long <laughs> build up that we're finally getting a payday for later. But we'll discuss that. Yes, sir. Uh, Dakota and Ember, uh, Dakota and Ember Moonlight start double drop toe hold to Kai onto the rope, and then a double boot in stereo gets two. Uh, tagged Raquel clothesline attempt, but Carter hooks up an octopusy stretch. Mm-hmm. Cotton Zero flips over the top back to back with Carter, and Carter assists her back in, catching Raquel in the head scissors, and she tags to Kai. Someone's been practicing their double team moves. <laughs> they had a few double team moves before, anyway. I know. I don't mind it. I think it's cool that oh. they they embracing being a tag team. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, springboard 360 plancha to Kai on the outside. Uh, 
Ember Moon Light hits a plancha to Dak and Rack as we go to break. Uh, back and Raquel is in control of Casey is taking the heat. Uh, hot tag to Light and she hits a drop kick. Splash combo in the corner. Then hitting a face wash to Kai on the bottom rope. Getting a two count. Uh, tagged Raquel. A botched tilt to world sidewalk slam where Carter got caught up and Raquel just lands right on top of her. Yep. That was. I'm glad you said botch because I was like, there's no fucking way that was the way that was supposed to go. <laughs> That was gross. Yes. Uh, gory special hookup into a lung blower gets a two for Kai. Really like that spot. Do you prefer being called the lung blower or a backstabber? Well, it wasn't the backstabber in this case. Because she was like, facing forward. True. But, um, like, when Carlito was around, it used to be the backstabber, but then, like, everybody in the indie started doing that move, and they started calling it a lung blower. So, I, I prefer backstabber. I do, too. But go ahead. Uh, wheelbarrow into a moonsault tag team offense by Casey and Light. Then a spinning back kick by Light to Kai, and a neckbreaker 450 tag move gets a very close two. That was great. That was perfect. And Casey can hit a 450 very nicely. Uh, Gonzalez takes out the two on the outside. Casey gets pulled in and dangles on the top rope, and Kai hits the GTK for the win. This match surprised me a lot. Yeah, because I thought it would have been like a a skip match. (laughs) Like... Uh, I didn't think this was going to be anything, but this was this was really good. This is a really good match for Casey and Caden. Uh, Caden, yeah, thank you. Caden um, Carter. I wasn't expect. I was kind of expecting like maybe five minutes. These ladies were right. about twelve minutes. Yeah, and it was entertaining. Uh, I have a I have a theory. Okay. Not an Austin theory, but I have a theory. <laughs> Um, at some point, Raquel drops the dead weight, and then babyface Dakota chases Raquel for the title. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, we do, like, a Sid, like, uh, Shawn Michaels thing. Oh, yeah. Where, like, you know, Raquel just attacks her and just beats the shit out of her. It's like, I'm tired of carrying your dead weight! Like, Yeah, but at the same time, if Kai keeps getting the tag team wins, then you can't really call her dead weight. No, no, I know, but I feel like they will do a breakup angle, and it will be really good. Oh, and that. Dakota has to be the baby face. Oh, absolutely. Um, now that I think of it... Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, what is her fucking name? I can't think of her fucking name right now. I'm so tired. Um, who got the leg injury? Uh, out of these two or these nope, four? No, no. Um, uh, you mean in NXT? Somebody? Yeah, let's check. Well, um, uh, she had the double AC blow, ACL blow. Oh my God, what's her name, dude? She came out as oh Tegan Knox. That's your char- That's your battery charge. Ooh, that would be cool. I couldn't think of her name, and I'm kind of disappointed that I couldn't. But. I'm kind of disappointed that it took me saying that she, that you saying she came out, and I was like, oh, Tegan. <laughs> well, because other than that, it was the girl with the double ACL, and I'm like, who? 
Because I was thinking at the same time, and I was like, oh, no, the one who's had two on one knee and then one on the other. That's right. <laughs> uh, that could be your battery charge as well. That could be. That's true. I mean, that would be a huge pop. Um, but, yeah, the, sorry, I completely went off there. But, yeah, this this, this match, yeah. Wait, did you see the first vignette they showed the battery at 1% and then it shut off? No, it didn't shut off, but it showed okay. it charging to 1%. Because I think, and that's a good metaphor, because she was literally dead in the water after that injury. Like, how many ACL, how many times can you tear your ACL and before your career's over? It's brutal, dude. And then that 1% is like her being like, no... I still got another run left in me. And, and, and not too long ago, she was uh, she was doing um, workout videos with Captain Marvel. Yes, she was. So she's got to be close to be ready to come back. Maybe it is fucking Tegan. I'd be down for that. I love me some Tegan Knox. Me too. I mean, she don't love us, but that's okay. <laughs> she's bisexual. She's okay. Cute. She could love us, but she's she never met us. But she's never gonna. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hit Row picked on Everrise um, at their pre-pre-show for NXT in your house. Uh, they destroyed their house model, and apparently Hit Row is looking for some donuts. Okay. <laughs> uh, battery power is charged to twenty-one percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then give a reveal if you hadn't watched uh, the NXT TakeOver. Great American Bash will take place on the July 6th episode. Uh, and we then find out that O'Reilly versus Adam Cole will take place at that event because Mr. Regal messed up because he was just so angry. Uh, but next week, we get Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida and Adam Cole versus Vacant. Oh, vacant dude! That that dude's a fucking multi-time world champion. He's <laughs> Adam Cole can't is lose. Fucked. Yeah, I know, right? Io <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Shirai is heading out to the ring because she returned last week. She says, "I'm she back. I feel good." She then speaks her naked native. Yeah, speaks her native. She then she goes speaks from, naked. No, did I miss something? Uh, oh, damn it! She <laughs> then goes on to say, "My next target is." And Candice LeRae comes out. Uh, she says, so a lot has changed since you left. I am no longer an uncrowned champion. Great fucking line. Uh, you have to earn since you lost the title. I can't stand you. You picked the wrong time to mess with me. So <laughs> apparently that's time of the month for her. Um, right. Indy takes out... Indy from behind takes out EO. Um... Underrated booty on Indy. I can't forget, I can't remember if we brought that up. Very underrated. Uh, but a tiger kick takes out Indy, and EO attempts the drop kick, but is stopped, in, and Indy hits a boot. Uh, Candace places EO on the commentator's table and tells Indy to elbow drop her from the top rope. Indy goes to climb the buckle, but Zoe Stark is here to save the day. She takes out Indy and Candace. EO hits a Springboy drop kick to both women. They bail the fuck out. And Zoe and EO Shirai, I guess, are now a tag team. I know they had a tag, couple tag team matches before. EO had taken her LOA, but. 
So that's going to be uh, the first feud for Candace and Indy. Well, you it. called this last week. You said that Poppy oh, yeah. needed a proxy, and I said it was going to be Saray, because I remember Jason had mentioned that the week before, and you were like, no, it's it's Zoe Stark. <laughs> and you're 100% right. It is Zoe Stark. So. Hey, I'm pulling some Jasons here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, I mean, I was... Um, you know, I was a little bit distracted by Candace's all-white outfit. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, I thought this was fun, and obviously I love EO, so. I don't really, uh, it's kind of weird that it's Zoe Stark, but it's fine. It is what it is. I don't and then, mind it. And then Poppy can sing them down to the ring at the Great American Bash. Oh, so, all set. Just don't give them the tag belts. I don't want, no, don't. No, need, the, the, no, the way please. Candace and Indy needs all those titles for a while. Yes. Uh, dinner time then catches up with Regal and Joe, and it's cut off with Chompa and Thatcher heading to the ring. Mm. That was weird. Yes. Uh, MSK are eating some popcorn, pop- popcorn, and they say, good luck, we will be watching while eating popcorn. Uh, they walk by, and Thatcher comes back and steals Wesley's popcorn and eats some. He's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, we then go to a promo for the highly anticipated Diamond Mine opens next week. I don't know what it is still. If it's not Diamond Dale's page, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the di- <sighs> At this point, I know a lot of people hate her, but just for fucking uh, buzzworthy news, I I kind of want it to be Tessa Blanchard. Just just because that would that would be like holy shit, they it's, actually fucking signed her. It's not gonna be Tessa Blanchard. But I don't want it to be like Adrian Jowd. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't move the needle for me. <laughs> Who was, I forget who it was back in the day, they had huge vignettes, huge vignettes, huge vignettes, and he came out, and I forget who it was, but they kicked the shit out of him. Was that Adrian Jowd? No, it was a guy that was a cameraman for the Iconics for a while, because he had nothing else to do. He had vignettes, he had vignettes, and I want to say it was Dylan Miley, something like that. Doesn't matter. His first match, his debut, Joe destroyed him. Yes. And then it was like, and then we then he was off TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, but yeah, we got Diamond Mine. I mean, they've been building this for like three fucking months now, dude. I'm intrigued, yeah. but I have a feeling there's gonna be dog shit scenario. Please, here. please don't let me be disappointed. <laughs> Uh, we then go back to dinner time with guests Regal and Joe, who were leaving earlier but are now back in the building. <laughs> she asks how she how how Regal feels uh, about the night and how it's going. And just before Mister Regal gets to say anything, you hear Joe, 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 Joe. Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory are chanting for Joe. Uh, Johnny's glad he's here and loved what Joe did to Cole earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Joe cuts them off and distinctly says, Get out. 
They said, okay, all right, all right, we're cool, we're cool. Get out. Um, They leave, but then in comes Pete Dunne. He just stares down Samoa Joe, and we go to our main event of the evening. Ding, 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 motherfuckers! Or if you did the ding, 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 that's fine. Um... (laughs) It's a torta- tornado tag match. Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher versus the grizzled young veterans. The GYV attempt to cut a promo on their way out, but Toothless Timmy and Old Man Thatcher charge up the ramp. It's they- Old Man Ciampa, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm exhausted. It's fucking midnight at this point. Uh, I know. They b- both do Beats of the Bowerin esque things in the ring, uh, and then they look at each other and they switch. <laughs> Uh, that was funny. Yeah. Double submissions, but GYV escape. Ciampa hits a few clotheslines, but GYV recover, and low drop kick and a basement drop kick take him out. Veterans get control, hit a back suplex neck breaker combo for two on Thatcher. Ciampa throws both members into the timekeeper's table on the outside and hits a running knee. European uppercuts and clotheslines in the corners time after time after time after time after time after time time by Ciampa and Thatcher. Veterans get the upper hand eventually and hit a downward spiral second rope dropkick combo into a grounded octopus stretch by Drake as Gibson just stomps on Thatcher's head. Great. Mm Mm-hmm. Ciampa breaks it up by stomping Drake's head. Uh, Belly-to-belly suplex by Thatcher, then an insigiri by Thatcher. Um, Thatcher tries a German, but Gibson moves, and Ciampa boots Thatcher by mistake. Oops. Whoops-a-daisies. Veterans look for a doomsday device, but Ciampa fights out and hits an air raid crash off the second rope, but Drake kicks out at two. Mm-hmm. Putting Drake over big strong. Drake and Ciampa on the apron. Go chop for chop, but Gibson interrupts, and GYV hit a doomsday device tope style on the floor. Ouch. Oh, no thanks. Submission transitions by Gibson and Thatcher until Drake hits a running drop kick in the corner. Powerbomb backstabber, and Ciampa barely makes the save. Yep. I like the timing on that. That was nice. Yeah, it was like split second. Uh, Gibson mm-hmm. angles the front portion of the commentator's table, like the little part that says NXT, and back suplexes Ciampa onto it. And he fucking bounced off of it. I loved it. It looks so good. Gibson and Ciampa on the commentator's table, and Ciampa reverses into an air raid crash on the table, and it doesn't break again. Ugh, this fucking table. Oh, God. <laughs> Drake gets hit with a fairy tale ending and gets an ankle lock and an arm bar by both men, and he has no choice but to tap out. And your winners, Toothless Timmy and Old Man Ciampa. Dude, they ch- they fucking turned him into a pretzel with that finish. <laughs> fucking Thatcher had his ankle bent to his head and then fucking Champa grabbed his arm and was just like wrenching back. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, Grizzled Young Veterans are just there for big match scenarios just a job. Yep. They have not won one big match yet. 
That's true. It's not good. It's not a, no, good, look, but it's, not a good look for them. But that's the spot that they're needed in right now. So, uh, What did you think of the main event? I mean, it was hard-hitting. They, they beat the hell out of each other. Some good yeah. spots happened. I, I did like the ending. Uh, it, it made sense because motherfucker got air-rated crashed on the fucking table. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, the match was good. I, I, I like the fact that they made the tornado tag rule like a big deal. Mm-hmm. And it made it feel really special, and that made the match feel even more special. So I, I thought it was a good match. What did you think? I liked it. Um, like I said, they beat the fuck out of each other. I I feel like we actually will get um, Champion Thatcher versus MSK. Now, that will be a fun match, but you won't do MSK any favors because the crowd will be chanting for Champion and Thatcher. Well, about that. Did you notice they were only chanting for Ciampa and not Thatcher? Well, that's because Ciampa's really good and likable, and then there's Toothless Timmy. <laughs> but if he, but but if he's there by proxy, he might get cheered over MSK. Oh my god! No, I, th- I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Ciampa and Thatcher could be the tweeners. Yeah. Uh, and they'll obviously play the heel style of that match. Which I'm fine with, because heel Tommaso Ciampa is one of my favorite things in this world. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we'll get there. Um, but, yeah, so they, they take the one. I, I think Grizzled Young Veterans should have taken this one, though. I really do. Um, they're they're there to, to to like you said for big profile matches. They're not gonna. I don't know. That sucks. I know, but they're not what Triple H sees as the leaders of the tag division. <sighs> what are we gonna do? So before we go off the air, dinner time is with Regal and Joe again. On the outside, and Mackenzie asks how night one went. Regal says, I think things are going to be a little different around here. Joe says, one night of many. They get in the Chevy. They get in the Chevy SUV, and they pull off as we go off the air. Yeah, the Chevy SUV with a fucking car seat in the middle. Did you see that? I did not catch that. Regal opens the door and there's a car seat right in the middle, like where that would, you know. Was it a car seat or was it like a, a, a little bar? It was a car seat like you would put um, a child in the carrier in. Oh my god. <laughs> or was oh my... it an armrest? What? No, it was not an armrest. Oh my god, I didn't even Go back see and that. watch it, I swear to god, I'm like... Take your kid to work day, apparently. Um, (laughs) So, Ginger, Mm -hmm. if you have 15 minutes to go back and watch something, what would you watch in this episode? You just stole my line, you motherfucker. (laughs) I thought you were going to forget about it because you were tired. Hell no. Um, My my honest and truthful opinion, I'm going to go back and say the women's tag team match. Oh, son of a bitch. That was mine, too. (laughs) Uh, Second would definitely be the main event, though. Yes, but uh, 
if you want to be surprised, <laughs> yeah, go back and watch Casey and Caden versus Raquel and Dakota. Because there's a lot of things that happened in that match that I was like, hmm, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> who knew, man? No, it was really good. Um, yes. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for taking the time. This is going to be a long episode, so we do apologize, but we had two shows to cover. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, don't forget to visit rundownwrestling.com and you know, give us some feedback on some shows. Comment, guys. We want yeah. them. We want you to interact with us. Tell us we're assholes. I don't give a shit. So Tell us we're wrong. Yeah, tell our, us own, we're wrong. our own co-hosts do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sal, why don't you... Oh, actually, wait a minute. If you haven't mm-hmm. checked out the Marty interview yet, ladies and gentlemen, it's on the it's it's on the public feed now. So go check that out. Sal, send us home, buddy. Well, I guess that means, especially the way AEW has been scheduled, that Ginger and myself will NXT you next time. Goodbye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>